coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. We're back at Raiders HQ today for OTAs. What will head coach Josh McDaniels have to say about the Jimmy G situation? That and a whole lot more comes up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to check out the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, you know it's because of my man Ari. Does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube, looking good, sounding good, the whole shebang. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. You want to get something in on the show, I'll try my best to make it happen that way. And of course, you can always hit up the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Lots to get to on today's show as it is June 1st. We're already halfway through the year. I mean, it's already June 1st. That's wild. One, it's Little Q's birthday, so shout out to my man Little Q. He actually should be in uh, Las Vegas sometime today, so I'm excited about that. Get a chance to check him out for a couple days for his birthday and then uh yeah you know he's gonna do his thing uh as a young man in the city but uh yeah excited about that plus it's the first of the month wake up wake up wake up it's the first of the month i know i missed a couple of those but i definitely want to make sure i bring that back home but uh got a lot to get to as i mentioned on today's show here in segment number three i'll be doing the calls and text draft that locked on raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 segment number two three questions that I'd love answered by head coach Josh McDaniels today at Raiders HQ during OTAs, the media session that's around 9.30 in the morning. I'm not saying he's going to answer them truthfully, but three questions that I have in my mind that I would love to ask coach today and see if we can get a real deal answer on them. We'll talk about that in segment number two. Segment number one, news and notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And as I mentioned, OTAs are going on later on this morning, depending on what time you're listening to the show. They may already be going on or they might already be over, but we'll be at the Intermountain Healthcare performance center and I feel like I'm going to be there all day today uh 9 30 this morning head coach Josh McDaniels will be talking to the media so uh we'll if you're listening ever to Raider Nation Radio 920 in the morning tailgate they'll have that stream live but we'll be there uh for a coach to be talking around 9 30 then practice open to the media from 10 15 to 12 p.m uh we're just going through all the drills that they did uh they did this last week last Thursday when we were out there and available to check them out and uh we don't get a up close to personal like we're not right all on top of what they're doing or walking around the fields freely. Uh, there's a certain area that we can check out. There's a certain uh, time period that we could take pictures and and uh, videos and tweet those out. So we'll do that at your boy Q254. I'll do that right at the beginning of the session. It's usually about 10 to 15 minutes that they allow us to have an open, uh, open camera session. So we'll be able to go ahead and do that. Then around 1 o'clock, Players and coaches will be available in the press conference room. So that could be any kind of player. I know Paul Gutierrez from ESPN actually uh, was on my radio show 
on Wednesday and said that he requested Hunter Renfro. And Hunter Renfro was the guy that was not in attendance last week at OTAs when we were there. Doesn't necessarily mean he won't be there today. Also means that he might not be there today, right? It's voluntary, so none of the players have to be, but there has been some really good attendance there at OTAs. Josh Jacobs, I don't expect to see him. He doesn't have a contract, so until he gets that contract signed, I don't expect to see Josh Jacobs. Jimmy G, of course, want to know if we're going to see him. Will we see him walking around? Will we see him on a scooter? Will we see him with a foot in a boot? What's the scenario with Jimmy G? Didn't see him last week when we were there. Will we see him today? That's going to be a big question that I definitely have. So 9.30, coach talks, 10.15 to 12.15. You have practice that's open to the media. And then 1 o'clock, we'll talk to players and we'll talk to coaches. So who knows what coaches that'll be and who knows what players will be made available. It's not open locker room, so we don't get to just roam around and talk to whoever we want to. The Raiders will make these guys available. So, you know, a couple players that I'll definitely be looking for. I don't expect to see Tyree Wilson. I believe he's still rehabbing his foot. Uh, Jimmy G, again, I don't expect to see him, but I'd like to see him right I'd, I'd like for him to be one of the the players that actually talk to the media and you know kind of let us know exactly where he's at right now as far as his, his rehab and how confident he is that he's going to be ready for training camp and if not training camp how confident will he be in time for the regular season I would love for him to be made available but 99% of the time when a guy's injured they don't make him available so I'd be very shocked if Jimmy G was available uh, of course Hunter Renfro as I'd mentioned definitely like to hear from him we heard from Devontae Max and uh, who was it Marcus Epps last time so don't expect to hear from any of those guys but you know Hunter Renfro Jimmy G that'd be great um, and, and probably Jacoby Myers will probably roll out there. They may roll uh, one of the kickers, Daniel Carlson, A.J. Cole. I'd love to hear from one of those guys. I uh, just kind of want to ask them their thoughts on the kicking rule. I asked Josh McDaniels about the new kickoff rule uh, last week, and he just kind of you know, gave Coach Speak about it, saying that they're going to follow the rules and they're going to do everything they can to you know try to find an advantage if possible. But at the same time, they respect the rule and they want to make sure that everyone stays safe. So that's kind of the answer that you expect from the coaches. I'd love to hear what Carlson and A.J. Cole have to say about that as, again, those guys are two of the better kickers. Obviously, one a kicker and one a punter in the NFL. Also... Today is June 1st, as I mentioned, celebrated at the top of the show, not only Little Q's birthday, uh, not only the first of the month, but it's a day when some potential cuts could start to happen. And maybe even tomorrow on June 2nd is when you actually start getting cuts. There's potential June 1st casualties. Of course, there's been a lot of conversation about Hunter Renfro. Could he be a post-June 1st trade? Uh, you know, again, it depends on who you're talking to, what the savings would be if Hunter Renfro were to be traded. I've made it known a bunch of times there is a world where Hunter Renfro and Trey Tucker could uh, be on the team and coexist at the same time and uh, especially this year and I'd love to see a healthy Hunter Renfro in this offense led by Josh McDaniels because I believe that this offense really thrives with the slot receiver and I think Hunter Renfro is one of the better slot receivers in the league but you know is he on the same page with head coach Josh McDaniels uh, is he running the routes the way that coach McDaniels wants him to do is he understanding what coach McDaniels wants him to do right I mean it's just it's year two so you would expect him to be better than he was last year but then you have to remember last year he was really banged up so he's been a guy that's been talked about post-June 1st, and there's a bunch of other guys that could end up being post-June 1st casualties. We haven't talked about DeAndre Hopkins on the show, but he's a guy that was released last Friday, as a matter of fact, by the Arizona Cardinals, and I think they made it official earlier this week. They did not 
post his release as a as a uh, uh, post June first. So basically, they're not able to split up the dead cap money. So they're taking the whole twenty two million dollars in dead cap money. They're taking that hit this year, which to me tells me that they're they're aiming for that number one spot. What do I mean by that number one spot? The number one overall draft pick in the 2024 draft. Of course, Kyler Murray's coming off that torn ACL. He's not going to be ready for most of the season. So I expect them just to redshirt him and take their bumps and bruises. And uh, hopefully they're, they're hoping that they end up with that number one spot. And then they have a decision to make. Do they move on from Kyler Murray? Do they trade him to someone who needs a quarterback? Or do they hold on to that number one spot and then have a team that's desperate for a quarterback give them a king's ransom for a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or whatever the case may be? So there's a few different ways that the Cardinals could be trying to play this out, uh, but it doesn't look like they're really uh, trying to put a big effort into winning in 2023, especially when they're taking that big-time cap hit on that dead cap money for one DeAndre Hopkins. And Before you ask, no, I don't think the Raiders are going to go after DeAndre Hopkins. I think that there's 31 teams in the league that should be looking at him, but I don't think he's a realistic option for all the teams in the league, and I don't think he's a realistic option for the silver and black. But there are a couple guys that I'm interested in, and there's going to be a bunch of names that are going to pop up, but I'll give you three real quick that I'm interested to see if they become post-June 1st casualties. First, Kevin Byard, the safety from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, They asked him to take a pay cut. He basically said no. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, to me, don't look like a, a team Team that is going to be a big-time contender in that division. Uh, who knows what's going on with that quarterback position? Hell, Ryan Tannehill might end up being a post-June first cut. They might end up going to the rookie Will Levitz, and then you really know that they're not uh, they're not going to be a, a contender in that division this upcoming year. So I can see the safety out of Tennessee uh, being being cut. And and look, I, I can see the Raiders have an interest in them, but then it, again, it depends on what they feel about the current safeties on the roster. I'm, like I said multiple times, I'm surprised that Jerron Harmon hasn't been re-signed. Uh, I think that he would provide just as much as Kevin Byard since he was already been there, done that, as far as uh, being with the Raiders a season ago. But I could see them have an interest in Kevin Byard if he is a post-June first cut and then get him at a reasonable price. And then the last two guys that I want to tell you about both have the same first name, Patrick, and they both come from the same team. Uh, Patrick McCarry, offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he's really the Ravens. Ravens could save $4 million as I'm checking out this uh, article uh, from uh, Cody Benjamin, my guy from CBS Sports. They could save $4 million against the cap in 2023 if they post Patrick McCarry, the offensive lineman, as a post-June 1st cut. And the thing about him and the reason why I would have a little bit of interest in him is because he basically has experience at every position along the offensive line. And you know that that's what Dave Ziegler, Josh Daniels, that's what they're looking for in all their players is versatility. So I do still think that the offensive line needs to be addressed. I know that they helped Josh Jacobs lead the league in rushing. I still don't think that that means that they're a, a well-oiled machine and that they're exactly where they want to be. I think that there's still some fine-tuning that they can do and maybe if they can get him at the right price, uh, Patrick McCarry would be someone that the Raiders are interested in. Then the final Patrick also comes from the Baltimore Ravens, and that's linebacker Patrick Queen, right? I mean, and, and for a lot of different reasons. I liked him a lot coming out of LSU. He's a very athletic dude. They just paid Roquan Smith a whole lot of money. Uh, he's going into a contract year, so they'd have to make a decision if they like him long term. Right. Because I could see him balling out. But I mean, you know, the, the Ravens would save two point three million dollars if they released him. And if the Raiders were to pick him up, then they're getting that probably be their best linebacker that they have on the roster currently. If they were to pick him up, I like Patrick Qu- uh, Queen a lot. Is he perfect? No, but he improved a lot 
in 2022. So I think that that would be a good post-June 1st pickup if the Raiders were interested. So those are just three guys, but trust and believe there will be plenty of guys designated as post-June 1st releases. There will be post-June 1st trades. Maybe one involves the Raiders. Maybe it doesn't. So plenty of players to look forward to. So just be on the lookout now. Now that it's June 1st, there will be guys that are told, hey, thanks, but no thanks. You're on your way out uh, around the NFL. It's a business, and that's just what it is. Coming up in segment number two, three questions that I hope to get answered by Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels at today's OTA's media session. We'll talk about them, break it down, and let you know why I'd like to have those answered coming up after I tell you about Built Bar. And as I check out the website, as I do all the time, I'm looking at it right now, Built.com. There's so many different options for you from coconut brownie chunk puff. And they have all kind of puffs. And what are the puffs? Maybe you're new to Built Bar and you don't know. Anything that says puff has marshmallows involved. So you could check out the coconut brownie chunk puff, the very vanilla puff, peanut butter puff, birthday cake puff. All these, again, have marshmallows. If you don't want marshmallows, no worries. Very vanilla bar, peanut butter bar. Uh, You can get granola bars, chocolate peanut butter granola, chocolate coconut granola. So many different options for you. How about this? How about... There's a lot of puffs here. How about the cookies and cream bar, coconut bar, salted caramel bar, cherry barcia bar, peanut butter brownie bar, double chocolate bar. As you get it, man, I can rattle off all these different flavors. There is something for everyone. I mentioned there's a lot of puffs. There's all kinds of puffs. Cookies and cream puff, churro puff, brownie batter puff, banana cream pie puff, coconut puff. Again, options. Mint brownie puff. Options, options, and more options. The one good thing about it, very low in calories, very low in sugar, very high in protein, and great in taste. And again, when you're having long days and it's starting to heat up outside, you want to have some kind of fuel, you want to have some kind of snack to get you from A to B, maybe get you from work to home, whatever the case may be, or maybe you're going to go get your workout on and you want to have the fuel of a Built Bar. It's really easy to get, Built.com, that's the website, Locked On 15 it's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one five, the number's one five, all one word, Locked On 15 will save you 15% off your order at Built.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast got three questions, just three. I'm not trying to be greedy. Three questions I hope to get answered by Raiders head coach Joshua Daniels at today's OTA's media session. Again, we'll talk to him at 930 this morning Pacific time. So uh, depending on what time you're listening, maybe he already answered these questions. Maybe he avoided these questions like the plague. And again, you know when you talk to Coach McDaniels, the one thing I've learned from him, he's never going to give you the exact answer that you're looking for. But, you know, you can sometimes get an idea of what he's thinking or what is going on by the way he answers it, the tone he answers it in, uh, maybe the way that he dances around it. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different ways you could take away from an answer. So uh, between me and everyone else that's there at the media session, I'm hoping that these three questions are asked, and I definitely plan on asking at least one of these questions, but it's always hard to get multiple questions in, unless you're Vinny. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny shout out to my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who's like grandfathered in. He always asks the first question, but what he does is he'll follow up so quickly, he'll be like, boom, 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 and then there'll be some people that try to jump in, and I'm very patient when it comes to asking questions. I don't try to jump all over everyone. Maybe I should, but I don't, so 
I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to be able to ask every one of these questions, but these are going to be questions that I have on my mind. And I guarantee I ask at least one of these questions. And I'm sure someone else will ask these other questions as well. But I'll ask at least one for sure this morning around 930 when we talk to head coach Josh McDaniels. And the first one is a no-brainer. I guarantee Vinny starts off the presser like this. Is Jimmy G going to be under center week one versus Denver? And I'm not saying he's going to ask in those exact words, but that's really what I care about. Right. I mean, I've been talking about quite a bit that he should be ready for training camp. That's what the hope should be, because he's got to get out there and get familiar with his weapons. Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, you know, get familiar with that offensive line, uh, get readjusted to the playbook and just go out there and start executing it and feel good about it. Plus, test out that foot. I'm hoping he's ready for training camp. But the real deal answer and a question that really matters is, is the guy going to be ready for week one? Right. There's no way that the Raiders want to go to Denver and have uh, Brian Hoyer as their starting quarterback or Aiden O'Connell. And if Aiden O'Connell becomes a starting quarterback week one, then it's going to be one of those like it'll be interesting. Right. Because he's a rookie and you want to see what he's able to do. But then again, he's a fourth round pick. And you're like, really? That's who you're rolling out week one. So it'd be less than ideal. But I think people would still somewhat be intrigued just to see what he has. I know I'd be curious to see what he has. I know what Brian Hoyer has. Right. So I'm not saying that, hey, just go ahead and not forfeit the season, but go ahead and, you know, throw the rookie in there and let him do what he does and take his lumps. And if he stinks, well, that's fine. Then the Raiders would get a top pick. I'm not I'm not signing up for that at all. I want to see this team win. But I definitely am more interested in what Aiden O'Connell has than Brian Hoyer, because as I mentioned, I know who Brian Hoyer is. So the first question is, is Jimmy G going to be available week one? That's got to be the most important question. I'm sure Vinny will ask how Jimmy is coming along with his uh, with his rehab. And I know that Josh McDaniel said last week he's not going to come out here every single week and and uh, you know update injuries. And he's going to talk about all the players in general, not just one in particular. But given the information that was rolled out over Memorial Day, he can't not speak on Jimmy G in particular, right? He might get a little upset, but there's no way he can't uh, speak on Jimmy G. So that's got to be first and foremost. Will Jimmy be ready? Will he be under center week one versus Denver Broncos? Number two question that I have for uh, head coach Joshua Daniels, what's the chances that Hunter Renfro is part of a post-June 1st trade? Right, I talked about post June first in segment number one, and that there's going to be guys that are going to be, you know, out there and available. They're going to either be released, they're going to be traded, and not asking them just like that. Hey, is Hunter Renfro going to be traded? That wouldn't be the way to ask them. If it was me asking the question, it'd be more like, do you ex- anticipate any any type of roster movement? You know, post June 1st, do you plan on, you know, making any additions or subtractions? What do you think? And he'll give the answer about GM Dave Ziegler. Dave's always, you know, searching the waiver wire. He's always checking out rosters. He's always monitoring what's going on. But really just kind of want to get his thoughts if, if they plan on trying to make any type of moves. Again, this answer will not be answered. Right. We, I will not come away from the, the 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 media session with the answer on Hunter Renfro. I might have more of an answer on Hunter Renfro if he's not there today. That might tell me more than anything if he's not there. Also, if he is there, I know, like I mentioned in segment one, Paul Gutierrez requested him to be a guy that we talk with uh, between one and two o'clock Pacific time uh, as they're going to make players available interested to see if they make him available and what he has to say, even about the rumors of him being potentially traded, because I think that's a fair question. Hey, there's a lot of rumors out there that, you know, you could possibly be on the move. What do you think? That's a fair question. It's not being disrespectful, and that's the only thing that I won't do, right? And a lot of people, oh, you're not asking tough questions. I'm just not going to be disrespectful 
And, and I don't think that that's a disrespectful question because the rumors are out there. So, you know, does he feel like he's going to be a part of the Raiders team moving forward in 2023? I think that that's a very uh, fair, like I said, question, a reasonable question to ask Hunter Renfro. Uh, it's also a fair question to ask head coach Josh McDaniels if he anticipates any roster movement, uh, you know, right after the June 1st date, right after today and a little post June 1st, you know, are they going to go out and, and try to bolster the roster or maybe move on from some of their guys, maybe trade away a couple of their guys and see what kind of answer uh, he gives. Again, it's not going to be a direct answer like, yeah, we're going to trade Hunter Renfro. That would be silly just to come out and say that. He wouldn't do it anyway. But I think it's fair to ask about the roster and the personnel post June 1st. And then finally, my third question is about rookie Tyree Wilson, right? There's two people that you really want to see available week one of the regular season. That's Jimmy Garoppolo and that's rookie Tyree Wilson, right? I mean, you have a number seven overall pick. You definitely want to see him out there week one. You don't want to start the season, and he's banged up. So, you know, the question I would ask, as we didn't see him last week, I really don't anticipate seeing him tomorrow. Is he on track to be ready for training camp, right? That's something that Dave Ziegler said after they drafted him, that they felt very confident that he'd be ready to go. I want to know if they still feel confident in him being ready to go. I think Tyree Wilson is a guy who needs training camp, you know, Jimmy G, he might miss a little bit of training camp and still be available to play week one. But Tyree Wilson is a rookie. Tyree Wilson is still very raw. He comes with Texas Tech. That's the Big 12. It's not like it's necessarily a defensive juggernaut as far as a conference. So I think he needs to get some time on the grass with Max Crosby. Get some time on the grass with Chandler Jones. Get a little bit of learning, right? Get a little bit of uh, mentorship from those guys. Max Crosby last week said how excited he was for Tyree Wilson. Said he likes his tape. Says that he would love to coach him up. Chandler would love to coach him up. Well, let them coach him up, right? Tyree Wilson needs to be available so those guys can do exactly that. So uh, is he still on track to be available for training camp? So those are the three questions that I would love to have answered from head coach Josh McDaniels. I'm pretty sure that at least one of those won't be answered, and that's the one about Hunter Renfro, but Will Jimmy G be under center week one versus Denver? I think is a fair question. And then Tyree Wilson, is he on track for training camp? Is also a fair question, in my opinion. That's what I got for you. What questions would you like answered from head coach Josh McDaniel? 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three as we close out the show here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Start off with a call from Proto from the 778. He's called to talk about the national media asking the question about what the Raiders are doing and he wants to explain because he thinks it's pretty obvious. Here he is, Proto from the 778. Hey, yo, Q, it's your boy from the 778, Proto. So I, w- I wanted to talk about something that I'm that's really bugging me. Uh, that is, whenever I listen to national media, they keep saying, we don't understand what the Raiders are doing. What are they doing? What is this thing doing? So I wanted to call and maybe explain to people what they're doing that might help people understand what the logic behind the moves are. So, if the Raiders perform better this year than last year, it'll be because of two things. One will be quarterback play. And two will be because the defense improved, primarily the defensive line. So, the reason why the Raiders didn't do much regarding the offensive line is because the offensive line actually did not 
do as badly last year as people thought they did because everybody was looking at them from the beginning of the year and didn't really look at them at the end of the year. They actually performed better at the end of the year than they did at the very beginning. So out of the two positions, defensive line or offensive line, the one that needed the most improvement was actually the defensive line, and that's why they drafted Tyree Wilson rather than go on offensive line. Secondly, I said quarterback play. The reason they let go of Derek Carr is because they really think that he was the person that was holding them back. Because outside of Derek Carr, the offense is actually pretty darn stacked. A lot of really good playmakers. The offensive line is actually pretty good under uh, Carmen uh, Porcello, so they believe in him. And they brought in Michael, Meyer, Michael Mayer. So I actually think that if the offense does better, it will be primarily because of quarterback play. So that's what the Raiders are doing. And it just drives me nuts that people keep saying we don't understand what this thing is doing because I look at it and I'm like, wait, it's so obvious what they're doing. What do you not understand? They're trying to improve the defensive line because that was a major weakness. It's pretty obvious what they're doing. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't understand this. We don't know what they're doing, what are they doing, what are they doing claim that I keep hearing over and over again. So, again, if I'm wrong, correct me. But to me, it seems pretty obvious what the Raiders are doing. And I actually think it's a really smart move. That's really how you build a team. So, once again, that's all I've got. Thanks for hearing me out. As always, Raiders. Proto, thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks for the breakdown. And I think I know what you're saying, and I think I know what they're saying. So I understand what you're saying and the way you're breaking it down, but I also kind of understand what the media and even fans, right? And even I, I have questions at time on exactly what the Raiders are doing. I mean, think about it. You know, a lot of the questions that national media, guys who aren't around the team all the time, guys who aren't in town all the time, they question, okay, have the Raiders done enough? to address their defensive issues. Their defense was the Achilles heel of the team a season ago. Have they gone out and and addressed it enough? They didn't go out and get some big-time names, right? A lot of people talk about Jalen Carter was available in the draft. They didn't get him. They got Tyree Wilson, right? Uh, So a lot of people talk about that. Uh, They didn't go out and sign any big-time free agents with some big-time names uh, for the defensive side of the ball. They went and got some guys that are hungry, guys that still have stuff to prove, but nobody that's really proven. So they still question, okay, have they done enough for the defense? And then on top of that, they went out and put all their eggs in a basket of a quarterback who's often injured in Jimmy Garoppolo. Matter of fact, pro football focus, I know a lot of people kind of live and die by pro football focus. I don't. I use it as a reference point. I do appreciate them. Uh, I talk to them on the radio all the time on my radio show, but I just kind of use it as a reference point. But pro football focus rankings of the Raiders right now have them 21st out of 32 teams and fourth in the AFC West. They said the biggest strength in 2023, the pass catchers. Uh, Jacoby Myers joining Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. This receiving room suddenly becomes very potent. Uh, then they talk about uh, replacing Darren Waller with Notre Dame's Michael Mayer, considered one of the best tight ends in a deep 2023 draft class, to go along with Austin Hooper. Now, biggest weakness of 2023? Exactly what I said. Defense. Outside of Max Crosby and the defensive line, the Raiders' defense lacks any real difference makers. Chandler Jones is 33 and coming off one of his worst seasons as a pro, while the back seven lacks impact players. So there you go. That's the biggest weakness, according to Pro Football Focus. X-Factor for 2023, according to PFF, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. With the group of pass catchers assembled in Vegas, the only thing stopping this offense from being a top-tier unit 
is the quarterback. Garoppolo has shown in the past he's capable of leading teams on deep playoff runs, but he's typically had a stronger supporting cast than what he's going to get with the Raiders. He'll be reunited with Joshua Daniels, his former offensive coordinator in New England, which should ease the transition. And, of course, rookie to watch is Tyree Wilson. Over, under on win total, seven and a half. They went under. So, there you go. So that's really what they're talking about from a national point of view. Again, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's fair to, to wonder what they're doing, especially if Jimmy G's not able to go. You know, was that really, you know, like I mentioned the other day on the show, I said after they, they, they moved on from Carr, I said, okay, you can't just have a plan. You have to have the plan. Well, I guess my biggest question is, is this the plan or is this just a plan? And I think, again, that's fair. Thank you, Proto, for your call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Joe in Tennessee. He says, hey, Q. Joe from Tennessee here. Thank you for Monday's Memorial Day show. It means a lot. You would take time to talk about the sacrifices of those who gave their last full measure of devotion to this great land and to the great word out to the Raider Nation about what they can do to help the families of the fallen. Thanks as well for talking about how we can help all veterans and their families. I appreciate your unwavering support of us veterans. Go Raiders. That's Joe in Tennessee, and there's no doubt about that. We could talk about Raiders every single day of the year, 365 days, and I'm good with that, right? That's what we do here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. But also, it is our responsibility, it's my responsibility to continue to remember our veterans, our our fallen soldiers, uh, all the ones that help fight for our freedoms in this country that allow someone like me to sit behind a mic and talk about what I love, which is football, the Raiders, sports, and this is what I call a job. Right. So uh, I definitely will never, ever lose sight of what is important. Uh, The guys that are fighting for our freedoms definitely appreciate them. And I have no problem showing that love to them and really should show the love to them more often than just on Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Fourth of July. Right. You know, stuff like that. It, It really should be more often. I try to get myself in the habit just in my everyday life, walking around, even if it's a little as just seeing someone in fatigues and saying, hey, thank you. Right. That little thank you goes a long way. It really, really does. But uh, Joe in Tennessee, thank you so much. Uh, I do appreciate you, and thank you so much for your service. Raider Art in the Valley, he's calling next. He's calling to talk about the Jimmy G situation and how he feels like it's very similar to the Damon Arnett situation. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but he's going to explain why. Here he is, Raider Art in the Valley. Hey, what's going on, man? It's your boy Raider Art from the Valley, man. I haven't called in in a while, but uh, it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me that even we have a new regime, we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, right? Now, as soon as this broke out about Jimmy G with the foot stuff, I was kind of reminded of Damon Arnett. So I'd, I'd even bring him up. You'd probably sound like, well, you know, how is that, how is that even similar? Can you hear me out? So with Damon Arnett, remember he had all that, all that baggage about him. It came out. I think it was like either it was before he was released or after that he had he he was he was a wild dude at, at OSU, right? He had the it was like three or four um, uh, like rental cars that were crashed. He he had like a he had like an assault case against him, and then he had all the stuff going on. And we all said, well, you guys knew all this stuff and you still find them? Not only, I mean, you still, you dropped, you dropped them, you dropped them into the, into the first round? You dropped them in periods? So now this correlates with Jimmy G. I'm like, okay, so you knew that they have to have known because he failed the physical. So, so you, you knew all this about Jimmy G. You knew about the foot injury. 
you knew that I listened to your podcast this morning on Monday, or uh, for Monday, and and you're talking the guy saying that you know he might he you know he it'll have, he might have damage even walking, uh, you know him him being just totally like just uh, handicapped. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, well, why didn't you try? If you guys knew this, well, why didn't you try to trade up to get a quarterback then? Who the hell are we gonna put in freaking Aiden O'Connell? You know what I mean? Like, he's a fourth-round pick. Like, God, man, like, this, it makes no sense. And you know what? It could be a fluke. It could be just a cleanup surgery. You know, it could be a cleanup surgery. You know, could be nothing. He might be ready to rock and roll uh, start a season. You know what? If that's cool. If that happens, then awesome. But I don't know. I'm a little worried. I mean, I'm not, I'm never worried, but just I'm just like, yeah, like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves, man? You know? But we'll see. All right, man. Everybody, love you guys. Raider uh, Art out. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, you know, it's funny. That's exactly why I asked the question about if the Raiders made a mistake when it comes to what they did in the offseason and not prioritizing a quarterback even in the draft, right? They had the opportunity to address the situation, and they didn't. They waited to address the quarterback situation until round four, Aiden O'Connell which, to me, that doesn't scream a sense of urgency. So I'm going to assume they believe he's going to be good to go for camp, that being Jimmy G, but we all know what assuming does to us, right? So that's why one of those questions that, that I have for head coach Josh McDaniels is if Jimmy G will be available, not even for training camp. Like, I don't even want to be that, that, that short-sighted. I, look, I'll give him a little bit of time. Will he be ready for week one? That, that's really the question that matters the most, right? Because that's when the bullets are live. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, and I'm funny, I had no idea how you were going there when you were talking about Damon Arnett and Jimmy G in the same conversation. But thank you for the call. Thanks for the breakdown. I appreciate you. Uh, next up is a text from T3 Raider Facts. It's funny, I brought him up the other day. He hit us up by way of text. He says, okay, Q, let the soap opera begin or continue. Back in January and February, I was pounding the table for Jacoby Brissett. Not because I think he's an all-star, but because I knew the Raiders needed to have a solid plan going into the draft. I cautioned everyone about Jimmy G, fully believing that the Raiders would end up pulling the trigger on Jimmy, which they did. But I hope this is not a huge mistake. All the Tom Brady talk needs to stop. It's not going to happen. Now, I hope that O'Connell develops quickly and get us through the year. If we bring in Carson Wentz, that might, that might just ensure the Raiders get the number one overall pick in 2024. Stay strong, Raider Nation. We'll get through it, through it together. That's T3. Raider facts, and yeah, Carson Wentz, I want nothing to do with. Matt Ryan, want nothing to do with. Obviously, the Raiders don't want anything to do with Cam Newton. I thought that they had a chance to go get him as a backup, and they didn't. I've had people hit me up and say, well, what about Cam? Look, man, we talked about Cam months ago, and nobody wanted him. So why now? Right, right. Why now? So I don't see them going in that direction. Uh, there's other guys out there like Teddy Bridgewater. No, thank you. I mean, look, if it's not going to be Jimmy G after you went and, uh, you know, at least agreed to invest in the money because they haven't invested a dime in them yet. You already agreed to a deal with Jimmy G. If it's not him, then you might as well just see what you got in Aiden O'Connell and then go from there. Right. I mean, as, as much as I hate to say it, you might as well just go ahead and do that. Going out and bringing in another quarterback that's a veteran that has no idea of Joshua Daniels system. I just can't see it. And I'm with you, T3. I don't see that Tom Brady situation happening. I know a lot of people are talking about Brady. I just don't see it. Don't think it's possible. I know it's possible, but it would be a lot of hoops that you got to go through to get it approved, including 24 owners have to vote yes on that. And I just don't see 
that happening. And I don't even think Tom Brady wants to play, you know, as, as we're being 100% honest. But T3, thanks for the text. I do appreciate you. We'll close out with one more call. Raider Matt in Orange County, he's calling to talk about the Jimmy G contract situation and why he doesn't believe it's a big deal. He explains why. Here he is, Raider Matt. What's up, Q? This is Raider Matt calling from Orange County. I wanted to chime in and call in because of the Jimmy G contract situation. Uh, I, for one, might just be way too optimistic as a Raider fan. Um, But to me personally, I don't think that this is too big of a deal. I think that it's a big deal in the sense that he had to get surgery late. And, you know, with surgeries, they could have to go back in and clean something up. And that could elongate the process. I mean, I think it was very smart that the Raiders were able to renegotiate and get that injury clause in the contract, which could literally mean that the Raiders don't pay him a single penny. Um, but the reason why I don't think it's too big of a deal, and I say too big of a deal um, because, it mean, obviously it matters, right? But it's not too big of a deal because of the time frame. Uh, his contract and when he signed was sometime, I think, in mid-March. But – What's, uh, foot and like ankle injuries, like they're usually about a three to four month period for surgery and then being at least about fully recovered. And he signed in mid-March. Let's say he got his surgery April 1st. He got April, May, all of June. That's three full months. And with a three to four month kind of recovery time with some of probably the best doctors and surgeons that Jimmy G got his foot uh, surgery with, I think that he's going to be ready by July. Uh, I think he's going to be ready for some of the OTAs um, or maybe uh, maybe start a training camp. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. But I think he's going to be ready when it's time to – yeah, like when it's time where you have to be ready, right? And I think it's a blessing in disguise for Aiden O'Connell as well because it's going to allow him a little bit of extra reps with the ones. And in case an injury does happen to Jimmy G, I think that it'll get Aiden O'Connell just a little bit more prepared. I'm not saying that he's going to be the NLB all and he's going to be the next Tom Brady or anything like that. But – it's going to allow him to get prepared. Jimmy G is going to get healthy. Let's uh, let's not hit the panic button, Raider Nation. I think we'll be fine. Um, Raider Nation, uh, this is Raider Matt speaking. Uh, out. <laughs> Raider Matt, thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And you know what? You might be right. The whole contract, the whole clause, the taking away his signing bonus, all that stuff, that may not mean anything. Jimmy G might play 17 games. He might get all his money. He might lead the Raiders to the playoffs. He might be that guy, right? He also might not. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a reality. It's not about hitting the panic switch. It's about being honest, right? Again, the Raiders put their eggs in the basket of a guy who's often injured. And we all knew that going in. That's something that we talked about quite a bit, but now knowing that he didn't get the surgery till March, he probably will be okay for training camp, but he's also a guy that how do you know he's going to heal? How do you know how his body heals? My body heals differently than yours. Your body heals differently than the next person. It's like we all heal differently. How do we know that Jimmy G is just going to go into surgery? It's going to come out 100%. Every surgery is great, and he's going to be good to go. Rehab's going to go fantastic. What if something happens? Like that's that's what we don't know, and that's why, like I said, not trying to hit the panic button, but to not talk about it and just just turn our head and say, "Oh, and there's nothing to see here." That would be foolish, and that's something that I don't want to do. I want to keep it as real as possible, right? Without just like I said, sky is falling, guy. Like I'm not going to be that guy either. I don't like to get too high or get too low. Just like to bring you know the information, talk about it, discuss it, discuss it as a group. 
you know, bounce some ideas off you, you bounce some ideas off me, and we're good to go. So, you know, we got a handful of questions that we'll ask Coach later on this morning at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and we'll see how it goes from there. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Raider Matt, thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a busy day today. We'll be at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center all day. As I mentioned, OTAs, 9.30 coach, 10 to 12.15, we got a practice that we'll be able to watch, 1 to 2 o'clock, we'll have players that we get to talk to, coaches that we get to talk to. I'm supposed to record an episode of Upon Further Review for Eddie Pascal. He's still out on paternity leave. Supposed to be talking to Raider legend Matt Millen uh, as part of that uh, that interview process. Got so much going on. Of course, I got my radio show later on today, uh, and it's, again, June 1st, Little Q's birthday. He's supposed to be coming to town, so hopefully he makes it. He makes it safely and can have a little bit of time to enjoy him as well so uh, until tomorrow Raider Nation we'll be back here we'll close out the week really strong of course we'll talk about what we learned at OTAs today what we heard from head coach Josh McDaniels and others that all come up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast so until then Raider Nation take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby